Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Isn't It Lovely podcast. I am Rachel. And I am Tracy. And we are so excited to invite you into an amazing conversation with Charlie and Carrie Sanders. I wish everybody can know Charlie and Carrie. They started off their journey as college sweethearts. They are originally from South Georgia, but now they reside with their five amazing children in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Charlie retired after having a very successful career in the Indoor Football League in 2016 to pursue full-time ministry. They have served in ministry together over the last seven years in various forms, and they have now narrowed their focus to develop and equipping leaders, discipleship, and unifying communities around the gospel in recent years. In a world that is divided in so many different ways right now, this powerful conversation about identity, empathy, grace, and healing was such an encouragement to us, such a balm to our spirits, and we hope it is to yours as well. Charlie and Carrie, we have talked off mic that there is a lot of tension out there in the world right now. We're in the midst of a global pandemic. Mm -hmm. We have some heartbreaking race relations Mm -hmm. and hopefully racial reconciliation and healing that is going to come as a result of that. We're in the midst of, as as of the date of this recording, a bit of a contested election. There's a lot of divisive opinions out there. And to bring that back to you guys is truly from the day that we met you a couple of years ago, you have always struck us as healers. Mm-hmm. And we just feel like that is so needed and so essential right now. Would you be willing to share a bit about your paths and how God brought you to that place where you have this capacity as healers to your family, to your community? Yeah. Um, I think I'll start with this saying we've all heard it, hurt people hurt people. And just going back on our stories, we met um, in college, so we were babies, you know, and just we both had our different journeys of self-inflicted pain and then pain that was put onto us by others. Um, but we enter into this process with, with Holy Spirit of being healed from the inside out. And mm-hmm. so it just increased that capacity that we have now to look at people with, um, with grace and mercy when we think about our own stories of how we were hurt and how we made choices out of that and kind of making blind decisions out of that. And so now when we see others, it's like extending that um, grace and mercy to them and just having a capacity to have compassion and walk with people through their stories and through their own healing process because we all need that. So if we are... If we want it, then we should be able to give it out as well. So that's kind of like, oh, good. I would say, just a overview of our process of healing and being able to um, accept other people in their process as well. Yes. Oh, I so love good. that. Wow. So, you know, the Bible says um, he's been forgiven much, loves much. Mm-hmm. And that's really been kind of the posture for us with a lot of things we went through that we brought within our own strife. And mm-hmm. just even yesterday, we celebrated 10 years of marriage. Yes. Congratulations! Yay. That's a yes. big deal. A huge decade. deal. Yes. Yeah. Because I grew up, mom and dad never got married. Mm. We're together off and on, I would say, for 30, 34 years. And, um, and I didn't plan on getting married mm-hmm. just because right. of what was modeled before me. And for sure. us to walk through that process and see the importance of that and to walk in that, not mm-hmm. having a blueprint presented before us and growing up in that, it was really like... We get to do this together yeah. and to see the importance in it. And like my wife said, like making those things available to people around us. And we want to be healers that heal people because the Lord did it to us. Yes. And so a lot of things that I went through when we went through within our relationship, I said this coming out of that back in 2010, like I want to be the person that gets in those um, potholes in life 
and help people get out of them and also communicate to them, hey, it's a pothole coming up in, in your future if you choose to go down this route. And knowing that anybody can step in a pothole, no matter where you come from, no matter your background, no matter your social status. And we want to be able to influence people no matter where they, where they come from, no matter where they, who they are, you know, because the Lord did that with us. And it's people that did that in our lives as well, too. So that's why we, we try to make sure that we live our lives to be able to influence anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's why we, certain things we don't post, certain things we do post, certain yes. things we say, certain things we won't say, because we want to bring healing. We want to be rec- rec- racial reconciliation, all yes. the really um, reconciliation that's available to the Father, and just really leverage our influence to impact people's lives. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good. We could stop this interview right now. I was going to say, so that's good. a wrap. No, that's so beautiful. I know, I was like, could I just transcribe every, everything you guys just said? That was so beautiful. Right. Yes, thank you for that. And I've been thinking a lot, too, of just when God says, blessed are the peacemakers. Yeah. And we're just called to be peacemakers right now. And I almost feel... I have this in myself, too, where I just feel like I kind of want to argue sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a wrong opinion. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, God's like, no, set yours aside mm-hmm. and listen. Try yeah. to see the other side. Mm-hmm. So, again, I just love what you, what you guys are bringing. Um, okay, Carrie, when I talked to you on the phone and mm-hmm. I asked you guys to do this and you guys graciously, graciously accepted. Can't speak today. Sorry. <laughs> um, I need more coffee. Um, <laughs> You said something that stuck with me. You said you and Charlie really feel like God is asking you to say yes to some of the movements of God right now. Yeah. And I think it's so easy to focus on all the tensions and the negativity of the stuff that's happening. But there is opportunity right now. Absolutely. Just movements. And people are craving Mm -hmm. a redeemer. They're craving peace. Mm -hmm. And so on that, what are the movements that you guys have been seeing God do in this city, in this country, like what would you guys yeah you I, to start I think when we look at how dark times are you know it's so easy to get negative with that but on the other side of that when darkness is great the light shines even brighter yeah. so we have this awesome opportunity to allow the light that God has placed in us to shine even brighter and so it's been very encouraging just to have conversation with different people in our community that get it too like okay this is our time to really be the hands and feet of Jesus to let his love flow through us so those who are hurting uh, whether they're frustrated angry whatever it may be that they can actually come into a relationship with a loving savior that loves them dearly unconditionally and so um it's just been really exciting to not only hear but to see people putting actions to their words as well um so it's different opportunities where we're either feeding like you know the less fortunate we got a couple of um outreaches coming up um, where we've just been going downtown just talking to people Mm -hmm. and giving out food and stuff like that so it's just been it's a awesome opportunity that we have right now as the body of Christ as believers to really really walk out what we have proclaimed for so long you know we are the light we are the love like really put that to action and so it's, it's really exciting. Different, it's happening all throughout our community and different pockets. And I think that's another thing, too, that sometimes we think about it on a grand, big scale. Like, we have to have this huge event. But it really, it could be you and your family. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, you see a need, need it. You know, uh, we've done different things with our children. Like, we made little goodie bags. Um, one lady, we got this idea for her. Like, her family pack, like, socks, and they would have water bottles. Um, just in these bags and, like, a note of encouragement. Mm. Um, and even during this time, like, with everything with the virus, like, 
putting some emergency C, vitamin C yes. inside of it, um, and just giving it out. And it was something that our kids were able to do with us. We were writing through all the notes with them. And it's just practical things. Like, we don't have to overthink it. You know, it doesn't have to be this grand thing, but it's the small things that yes. God wants us to do and that we can do. So, so good. We are just talking earlier um, about, like, the the marches that took place right after the um, George Floyd life yes. was taken. Yes. And um, we was able to see in this community around that, it was a march here, and a couple pastors came together right, bef- um, right before the march and, like, what, what, what can we do as a faith community? And um, we came up with doing a worship night at a downtime. Um, it was Ransom Campus downtown here in Sioux Falls. Mm-hmm. And um, we fed people hot dogs. We took the gospel out um, right after the march and invited people to come just worship. And um, it was a powerful, powerful time. And I remember um, Pastor Field getting up at the end of worshiping for three hours. And he's like, I don't know if you guys heard or not, but like, this took place at the mall. And it was like, we didn't know because wow. we were just pressing into the presence of God. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe that's what's needed. The Bible says that where there is a unity, there is a commanded blessing. And these movements are very, very powerful. And I truly believe these, these movements are going to be sustainable if we truly unify and love one, way, love one another the way that Christ loves um, us and how we're called to love him and to love our neighbors. And so being a part of those communities and seeing those communities come together just for the, the simple fact of loving one another and seeing things be birthed out of that has been really powerful. We um, started a worship, um, community worship gathering um, we've done for the last couple months, a couple, like two times, three times a month. Um, with different faith communities in um, in this city called Kingdom. And we've been doing it at Trade Ministries. And that's been really, really powerful just to get different people throughout the church of Sioux Falls, the yes. big C, to come together and just go after Jesus together. So that's been really, really cool, just bringing unity within our community. Because the world needs to see it. so much division. Yes. And, I, and I truly believe we as a faith-based community have the ability to carry the narrative mm-hmm. of true love, which we know is Jesus. And we need to bring that to our community. Oh, so good. I just feel like I have goosebumps. This is so beautiful. Thank you so much. Well, and I feel like you guys touched on this a couple of minutes ago with what you were sharing with your children, making these really sweet little goodie bags. And for our listeners who don't know, in addition to being partners in ministry, you guys are the parents to five beautiful children, (laughs) including a newborn. Five. Yeah, five. Well done. You only have three. And I was not doing any of this when I had a newborn. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. It's it's another podcast. We have have questions. Um, (laughs) But as we've talked about, and as Charlie, you've talked about in other podcasts as well, the importance of, of empathy. And so in addition to that beautiful example that you've already shared, uh, specifically maybe in regard to the racial conversation that's taking place in our country right now, which is so overdue and so needed, what other ways are you teaching and modeling for your children how to practice empathy, not only to feel it, but also to carry it out in their actions, if you'd be willing to share? Yeah, absolutely. I think it starts with a foundation of first knowing who you are. And that is something we um, emphasize with our children daily. Their identity is in Christ. And so once that foundation is laid, then you can actually go forth and have empathy for others because you know their um, lashing out, their painful words are not going to take your identity mm-hmm. because you're solid in who you are. And so that's something we really emphasize heavily with our children um, of teaching them who they are. What does God say about yeah. you? You know, others may say this and it may be hurtful, but it's not defining who you are. The word of God says this about you, that you are the head and not the tail. You are loved and 
and, you know, all those things. And so just creating that foundation in them actually opens up the capacity for them to actually look at someone else through the lens of grace and empathy instead of taking on the hurt and the pain and thinking, okay, well, you said this about me, so then I have to retaliate. Like, no, I, I know who I am, and I can actually love you and, and show empathy to you because you don't understand what love really looks like. And so we've had different conversations with um, our second oldest son. Um, he's he's the one that kind of catches it a, a, a little more with the racism and, like, the negative words. Mm-hmm. And so just the first thing is reaffirming him and his identity and then having that time to really talk with him about um, when people hurt people hurt people. And when you don't really understand the love of Christ, then you will allow those hurtful things to come from your mouth. And so... Um, making sure we like in that moment with pointing him back to Christ, but also bringing that person or whatever the situation was to Christ and praying through it as well. That Lord, we will have your perspective, your love, your heart for this person because they are hurt as well. And so, um, I, yeah, I think it just goes back to really the foundation of knowing who you are. So when those words come, it doesn't... Um, penetrate because you already have been affirmed by the father and so then you can give grace and love and show empathy and it's not you know just a cliche thing but you really can do it from a free place yeah yeah Yeah. that's good and my wife's an amazing amazing listener and you were talking about that earlier like it's it's a difference between listening to respond which you're seeing that a lot in the world today Mm -hmm. instead of listening to understand Mm -hmm. and it's really getting on our kids level and allowing ourselves to to have empathy, put myself in your shoes. How, how do you feel? And really, like, truly listen and give ourselves an opportunity to try to feel some of the things different people feel. And we have to do that with my our kids. And I was just thinking as you, you were talking about that, because we had to have that conversation with um, our second oldest, because somebody called me N-word at school. Mm-hmm. And um, just really, okay, what does God say about you? Okay, let's pray for the person. When you pray for somebody, it always checks your heart. Yeah. And what can we do to fix the situation? We can have a conversation with the teacher. Um, we can have a conversation with the person. You can tell the person, hey, um, this is how that makes me feel when you say that. Mm-hmm. And um, just equipping people to do that. And then also giving ourselves grace as well, too, because a lot of times those conversations can be emotionally draining. Yeah. And I remember we've had conversations. I remember I woke up one morning. She was on the side of bed crying. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, what's going on? She's just like, I'm tired. I'm tired of having the conversation. And um, I was able to encourage her, and then I drove to the prayer center and just broke down and just cried, Ugh. big old man tears. <laughs> it's, it's, so it's, good. But and I had to have that conversation with my spiritual father and allow him to pour into me. So it's really understanding yourself, knowing your capacity, mm-hmm. and knowing that we're human and we need to get people around us to help encourage us as well too. Yeah, and I think, and also like knowing that it's spiritual. Yeah. You know, yes. so your eyes are not on that person that we, and I think we. In this climate, we are forgetting that, that it's a spiritual battle. You yes. know, we may see the person that's saying this, but it's the spirit behind it. And so in that moment of it is tiring, it is draining, but going back and allowing the Lord to speak his truth over us to um, and create, increase our capacity to keep going forward. Um, and then another thing is exposure, like exposing our children to different cultures and different um, processes. And this is what, you know, they may... Different words. Our oldest son, he's taking a different foreign language. 
And he came in and he was like, it's so cool to see how words have different meanings in different cultures and different parts of the world. And that's another thing that helps us to have empathy because once you're exposed to something and you can put a face to this word or this, you know, demographic of people that you know someone that represents that, it actually increases your heart to actually have empathy versus just talking about something. So we really try to expose our children to different cultures, different um groups and stuff like that as well. So one of the things when I moved here, I was really concerned. I said, John, because I grew up with just surrounded by diversity. Mm-hmm. And when I came here, I really worried. I'm like, what if our kids aren't going to see people that look like them yeah. or don't look like them, which is equally as important. Yeah. Um, but I'm finding here in Sioux Falls. It's very diverse. It's very diverse. Mm-hmm. If you go and you put yourselves, yes. if you go the distance, yeah. it's very easy to stay in our own yes. little Oh, yeah. In exactly. our own little level. Yeah. So to your point, I just think that's such a beautiful way to teach mm-hmm. children empathy is to literally place them mm-hmm. within a community that yeah. doesn't look like them, doesn't, not in their normal bubble of life. Yeah. And it's and being intentional. Yes. You know, once you value that, then you will be intentional in making that happen. So. I need to be better. Oh, we, we, uh, all we all do. <laughs> I need to be you know, better. Once again, giving ourselves grace. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Thank you, Carrie. Thank you, Carrie. Charlie, do you want to remarry her all over again? Yes. Oh, yeah. After 10 oh, years yeah. of marriage. Let's do another can we, can, <laughs> we will officiate. We, <laughs> well, I feel like we've already answered this, but just to kind of hit it again, and maybe there's a different perspective. You guys work with a bunch of different sectors of the community. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you guys work with youth. Charlie, you were talking earlier about how you work with the police force as well. This year, we've seen a lot. We keep talking about this. But what would you guys see, say is the greatest need that you're seeing with people right now? I would say that whole empathy piece. Yeah, um, And especially as believers, we, 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 can, we carry that. We should be carrying that, right? Right. And um, really getting in the community and allowing ourselves to listen to people. I think education is, is a great need. Food, like we're feeding people. It's people that, um, and that was one thing early on in COVID that led to us doing the, the packages and stuff. Early on, I was like, we're, we're good. COVID's not that bad. Like, and I was at Sam's Club. Just, I love Sam's Club. Aww, shout out to Sam's Club. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Sam. Who doesn't love Sam's Club? Let me get some words. But I was, I was there shopping, and um, I was like, I, I literally had no worry. I could get a food for my family and didn't want to worry about finances and stuff. And then it it just hit me. I was like, it's people that don't know if they're going to eat today. It's people that um, are going to be cold today. It's people that, like, they don't know if they're going to have their job tomorrow. And that really, like, stirred me and, and broke my heart. And I was like, I need to think outside of myself more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and so just get in the community, asking the needs in the community. You can go to um, city councils and different things like that and just ask um, what does our community need? And just seeing that here in Sioux Falls, of communities to see a church that is unified, that love and care about people, no matter what you look like, no matter where you come from, and getting out there and, and feeding them and educating them and helping them understand, like, we, we're here together. Mm-hmm. And yes. so I think that's been the biggest need here in Sioux Falls. And I think it's, it's the same thing around the world as well, too. Yeah. yeah, and it really calls for us to step outside of our comfort zones. Yeah. And where we are comfortable, you know, in our little sphere of influence in our bubble, but really being uncomfortable and just really meeting those needs. And like, like you say, getting out and having those conversations, meeting people, you know, and that, yeah. that doesn't look like us, that doesn't have the same um, worries or responsibilities, like just really 
exposing ourselves to so much more. And I think that's one step that we can do as well, just stepping outside of our norm, our yes. comfort zone, like really challenging ourselves. And that's how we grow. That's our capacity to um, love and to have empathy. That's how it all grows, like just making that step outside of ourselves. Yeah. Yes. And I, just to elaborate on that, that education part, um, I've had the opportunity this year, praise God, to really have some conversations about race and um, how you should view things and taking in different perspectives as well, too. And I remember I was in a group and um, we were talking about, they were talking about the N-word. Is the N-word bad? And um, a white, older white gentleman in the group was like, well, the N-word is a, it's a good word. It's a word of endearment. And um, I was like, um, actually let, not. Let, let, me, let me say it this way. Like, you can say... The N-word, you can put an O on the end, you can put an E-R, you can put an A. Don't use it. Yeah, the root is negative. And, right. and derogatory. Einstein. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and I, I could have got defensive, but I had the opportunity to educate right. and to bring awareness. And now, and now you can't say, I, I'm naive of that. Yes. Well, now you know. And yes. now you have an opportunity to make a change. Yeah. And, and it's coming from a respect of somebody that understands that. So bringing education to people has also been... Um, very, very vitally important, I feel. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, even within the, ch- the four walls of the church, like even yes. there is, is division because it's, we've always done it this way and we don't have these conversations yes. um, because they're uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, yes. we don't want to, you know, like let's just put a blanket over it and pretend everything's okay. Mm-hmm. But this year, the shaking that has happened to um, our nation, our country, our churches, like it causes up to, causes us to have the real conversations. Yes. And going back to what I was saying earlier about having the um, foundation of who you are, you know what Christ has said about you, so then you can go into these conversations open-minded, and you can hear, like you were saying with the N-word, like, okay, actually, no. That is, you know, <laughs> yes. but and understanding that that was his perspective. Right. That was in his sphere, his bubble of what he thought was right, but actually being able to educate and not do it from a defensive posture right um but yeah just stepping outside of ourselves and challenging those norms that we have accepted for so long yeah because we we don't we don't have to accept and i love how you said it's given us the opportunity to if if we choose to be willing to be uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and when you're uncomfortable growth comes right Mm -hmm. and and i I think about martin luther king when he said um the most divided time in the week is Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. And that's the church. The church is the most divided time throughout the week. And mm-hmm. we have an opportunity to address that, to look at systems that need to be addressed that may have been um, tailored towards all black people, may have been tailored towards all white people, and really have opportunity to reshift things, invite Jesus into that narrative, and really make our our faith community look like heaven because it's going to be tons of different flavors, tons of different nationalities in heaven. And we get to bring God's kingdom here. The Bible says, let your kingdom come, let your will be done here. And we get to do that. We have the opportunity to yes. do that. Amen. Oh, heaven's going to be so good. You guys. It's going to be so good. <laughs> Stunned by your guys' answers. I, know, I just I, I want to go and like re-listen to this. It's so good. I was literally just thinking the same thing. I'm just like staring at you and on. I'm like, this is so amazing. This I need a piece so of paper. I, yeah, I don't. I just like turn everything over. It's just so beautiful. And I know we answered this a little bit a couple of questions ago. With we talked about encouragement and whatnot. Again, you guys wear so many hats with your family, with your faith community. You guys are healers, your educators, uh, your encouragers. So our question was, who is encouraging the encouragers? 
what have you found refreshing to your spirits, comforting to you guys in this year, 2020, in this wild ride that we've had? What is a blessing to both of you to restore your spirits? Um, I'll, I'll give this story. Um, years ago, before his father passed away, he came to visit us here in Sioux Falls. And we were up watching a movie late night, one night, and he was on the love seat. And Charlie and I were on the couch, and we were just being silly, like just goofing around. And he looks over, and he was like, you guys are like two big kids. And we're laughing, and he looks at us, and he was like, never lose that. Mm-hmm. And at the time, it was like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, awesome. But now, fast forward, you know, some years later, five kids later, we're like, wow, that is something we really have to fight for, to keep the lightheartedness of our relationship, to have fun together. And so life is heavy. The many different hats we wear are different, you know, can be a burden, but making sure we um, fight for that lightheartedness in our marriage and um, being able to have a, a safe place for each other and just having fun. And so that's one way that we make sure we don't get to... Um, bogged down with the responsibilities. Um, Another way is our sphere of influence, um, our relationships that just refuel us, that we can have those real conversations like um, and be honest and they pour into us as well. And so I think that is very um, important for us, like our sphere of influence of friends and mentors that pour into us as well. Yeah. Um, I I read a book last, last, what was it, earlier this it was late last year I read this book. It was okay. called Simplified by Bill Hybels. Yeah. And um, it, it was so good. And, and it helped me put um, boundaries, frameworks, um, guardrails in place to help um, keep things going in the direction that I wanted to go according to my values and stuff like that. And um, one thing he said in that book was talking about defining relationships. And that, that's something that helped me out a ton because... I'm a seven on the Enneagram, and I love people. Oh. And, and we <laughs> love yeah. sevens. We love sevens and the Enneagram. Done, but we're, I'm <laughs> another podcast. He's <laughs> a one. I'm a one. Yeah. Oh, we balance yay. each other out. We love ones, too. That's <laughs> a really good balance. Oh, oh yeah. Dream team. Yeah, exactly. And so I, I learned to define a relationship, and, I, and I, was, I had to learn to be okay with this relationship in this season was beneficial, but... For whatever reason, maybe it's been growth, maybe it's been um, what the relationship was built around has changed. And I've learned to, like, I need to define this relationship. Um, it was a close-knit relationship at this area of my life, but now it's not. And I have to be okay with potentially severing, um, killing that relationship because of where I want to go at in life. Yes. And um, I've learned that... Um, as a seven. <laughs> <laughs> my circle can be big with a lot of people. But that's not always beneficial. Who isn't the, the, the close group that hold me accountable, mm-hmm. that call me and ask me how I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Um, the spiritual fathers, the mentors, and the importance of having those people that really unlock and partner with what God has spoken in your life and just walking with you. Like, I'm sure like, that's you guys for one another. Mm-hmm. And um, I've, I've learned like less is more, right? Yeah. And um, yes. so that's been really, really huge for me to bring those people in my life to know like, this could this can be a life person. This person may be for a season and being okay with making adjustments that need to take place. Yeah, and those relationships, they help you filter your yes. Like, what are you saying yes to? So you're not, um, you know, so bombarded with stuff because they know what God has placed in you. They know what you desire to do, and so they can help, you know, filter what you're doing and what you're saying yes to and committing to. Um, and another thing, personally, I know you guys was like, what encourages us? Um yeah. I, every morning, even with five kids, like, I've had to make this mandatory and be intentional about it, but my quiet time with God. 
Like it just really um, refreshes me and just restores my soul and just just and it doesn't have to be an hour long. And I and I tell young moms that like we don't even older, you know, we have this high expectation like oh I have to sit with the Lord for two hours to be you know <laughs> right. refilled, but it is yeah. not that he's he's so he's already close to us, and so we just take that time to be intentionally to sit in his presence and allow him to refresh us and we feel the grace and the mercy for a new day. And that just really kind of helps me unwind and just gets my day started. And yeah, wow. so that's very important. Your personal um, devotion time with the Lord and allowing him to refill you as well, just as well as you have those um, relationships as we talked about. The most important relationship is with the Lord. And so making sure you keep that first and make time for it. I want to do that in the morning. I'm the worst morning person yeah. on planet Earth, but yeah. I love what you said. You just do it, set the time, set the time aside, and be intentional about it. Yeah, that's such yeah. good advice. Yeah. And I love the grace about the time yes. too. Yeah. To your point, yes. and uh, Tracy, would you refresh us? You always share this like beautiful scripture, which is oh. escaping me about well, God being close to those with like young children. Oh mm-hmm. yes, it's a psalm, and mm-hmm. it talks about how God is close to those that walks with the young yeah. and I'm like oh thank yeah. you god for seeing me and being tender toward yeah, me absolutely i'm tired yes, <laughs> yes. you have five carry yes. i mean mm-hmm. i don't know how you guys do it but it's such a blessing mm-hmm. it's such a blessing yeah. and we never want to get burnt out so i yeah, love absolutely I love that yeah and just being reminded that we're not doing this in our own strength <sighs> and we're actually part we're called to partner with him yes like yeah. this is in our own assignment our own you know we're partnering with Holy Spirit to do this. And so taking that time in the mornings and even throughout your day, you know, whether I'm washing dishes or whatever, and I'm singing a song like God is there. He's delighting mm-hmm. in the presence with me. And that just fuels me, you know. So you're not um, burning yourselves out. You're not growing weary. And at those moments, we will have those moments, mm-hmm. absolutely, because we're human. But just remembering where our source is, mm-hmm. that he is our source. Oh, wow. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Fainting over here. <laughs> Literally, I think it's so beautiful. It's so good. Just chills. And then on that too, I mean, I'm looking at you guys, and you guys are such a team that you have a partner in each other to lift your lift your soul up too when you're feeling weary. Yes. Yeah. And being intentional about that, because and having that word resolve, because it's times where we we're not the best with that. It's times where um, we don't study the Bible together. We may not pray together. And that's that's one thing we we are pretty good about. Try to pray together every morning, maybe five minutes, maybe on the way out. I was like, God bless you, keep you, give me a kiss. And I'm gonna go. <laughs> Yay! And, um, just being in, intentional and knowing the seasons and knowing, knowing the importance of it, but also knowing the season and knowing like I have to be resilient in that, and I may need to adjust some things at times because of the the workload may shift a little bit. I may have to go to work a little earlier in this season. So what does it look like? Okay, let's set an alarm for 10 p.m. right before we go to bed and spend some time with the Lord together. Mm-hmm. And us to hold one another accountable with that. Even just the realness, we're going through Proverbs right now mm-hmm. and we haven't gone through it, what, the last two days? Yes. And I was like, <laughs> I, I knew that. Why didn't I say anything? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And really giving more value to those things and knowing like, hey, all we have to do is, is pause for three minutes and we can read Two verses, yeah. and what is that? What is that? What are those verses speaking to us right now? So, being intentional about that, holding one another accountable with that, holding mm-hmm. our marriage accountable because we know where we want to go, we know what it looks like. Happy wife, happy life, and, and, all, that, and all that kind Truth. of stuff. Truth. <laughs> yeah, and just really, um, once again, giving ourselves grace. Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes we think about, oh, I have to do all of this. You know, I have to have this long time. But really, even. 
two verses that you get to meditate on. That is the word of God penetrating your heart. You know, whether you you didn't get to sit and read a whole chapter, that's okay. Like, it's the little things that God is in as well. And so in this season of my life with five kiddos and a two-month-old, like, I'm reminding myself it's the little things that God is present in. And that's what's restoring me. That's what's keeping me going, you know, and... Yeah, so just reminding ourselves that. (laughs) And thank you so much. I feel like you have these really deep, really beautiful concepts, but you also these really practical Mm -hmm. tools and sort of almost action items, which like, thank you so much for for breaking it down in that way. That is so helpful. Absolutely. And on that note, thinking about this last year, what what has been your guys' biggest takeaway? It could be personally, just something that you have learned this year. And we're not done yet. I mean, we're like, wow, we yeah. still have a bit of a salad month yet. Who knows, who knows what's coming? It's almost the holidays. Up to this point. <laughs> what would you guys say is your biggest takeaway of the year? Um, I'll say for me, it's been the importance of the things that I value. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and really, because when, when COVID hit, especially COVID, it was like, okay, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do this, you can't do that. And if your identity was really on going to the gym and working out well. That's that's a part of it. That's that's good for you. You should do that. But if my identity is wrapped in that and that's my God, it's gone now. So so not now what is the foundation? What has been sustainable that is holding me up? And so that really highlighted my, my life first is Matthew six thirty three, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else shall be added unto you. If I seek God first and truly read his word, allow his word to read me, and put my values aligned with what God said I should value, um, it's, I'm, I'm not going to be shaken as much. Um, is it easy? No. But I, I truly feel like those values in this COVID season, it's really highlighted what I have in place has been right. My personal relationship with Jesus, um, my wife, my family, and the call and the, the purpose that God has placed in me. And I'm really simple that way. And so that's been really, really really cool that the Lord highlighted the importance of that and I've been able to sustain and haven't really been shaken by this season um it's, it's refined some things in my life um but having those 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 true values that I truly value in place the whole COVID season highlighted that even more of the importance of that yeah yeah I think so like like you say he loves simplicity and I love that we were already functioning in that and so with COVID, everything happened. It's kind of like highlighted, like, wow, this is why we function the way we function in yeah. simplicity and keeping God's word the main thing. Um, for me, I would say time. <laughs> I, I am so appreciative to the time that we've, we've had. And it just, like you say, kind of reaffirm our values and what's important. And that time is um, a resource that we don't get back. You know, and so being making sure we are spending our time wisely because we don't get that time back. And so our oldest is 12 and just doing this time of this year, just being able to see like, wow, we only have, you know, a few more years before he's an adult. You know, well, not a few more years. You know what I mean? Yes. But it's going fast. Just understanding that we don't get this window back. Mm-hmm. And so just really this year that has been highlighted so much more to me the importance of time and what are we doing with it? Where are we investing it? Because once it's gone, it's gone. Yes. Wow. We want everybody to know you and love you. Are there any social media handles, any 
ministries that you would like to highlight for our listeners that maybe want to follow you or want to get involved? Is there anything that you'd like to share before we close today? Okay. Yeah. Um, we have a um, Facebook page. We actually have a business. Um, Can we start it this year? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Well, let's highlight yeah. it. Let's hear about Yay. it. <laughs> um, it's called This Is Holy Ground, and you can follow us on Facebook. And um, we're, we have a, we're not as active on Instagram, but we have a page there as well, too. This Is Holy Ground. And that came about um, because I, when I preach, um, I take my shoes off. And a lady came up to me and was like, you're going to be known as the barefooted plaster. I was like, yeah. <laughs> And then um, that, just, that just started. Um, we started pushing out content. We want to be, become um, life coaches. And also we want to we push out apparel as well, too. I think we're going to be doing some socks um, because that's what Moses, he took his shoes off. So, yes. um, this is that, amazing, yeah. you guys. Yeah. And it's and understanding that concept of like holy ground. And so when you have an opportunity to speak to someone, like you are entering into holy ground of their soul, their spirit. And so making sure what you're saying is coming from the from the Lord. Wow. And just the value of that. So yeah, so this is holy ground. We're just, you know, kind of partnering with Holy Spirit, like, okay, what does this look like? And it's exciting. Just yes. a kind of dream with the Lord. So yeah. We have huge smiles on our faces because like, this is okay. amazing. We didn't know about this, and this is just incredible. So this is Holy Ground. Mm-hmm. Did you say Instagram, Charlie? It's on Instagram, Instagram. and also Facebook. We're a little bit more Instagram. active on, on Facebook. On Facebook. Okay. Um, so you can follow us there. And our, our motto is to advance the kingdom one step at a time. So. <laughs> Gosh, this, this is an audio this medium. Is I wish people could see our faces I right know. now. We're literally <laughs> just like grinning at them wordlessly and joyously. Yes, we will put this in the show notes so people yes. can link to that. We cannot thank you guys enough for joining us today. This has been a really altering conversation, I believe. And I, anybody who listens to this will be blessed. So thank yes. you guys. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, yes. Thanks for the opportunity. Yes. Absolutely. And we would love to have you back. <laughs> we back. literally <laughs> haven't finished recording, but we're already planning for the next <laughs> Part two coming soon. <laughs> Season two coming at you. <laughs> thanks, you guys. Oh thank you. Thank you.